What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about Sadie Robertson Huff, the member of the Duck Dynasty clan. And we're going to be talking about her defense of going to Disney World, which we wouldn't necessarily be talking about if Disney were, you know, a more innocuous company. But Disney is kind of synonymous with the zeitgeist, with child grooming. They're kind of one of the companies that's the face of that. And, you know, general wokeness as well. And they're also one of the most fragile companies at the face of this. And we also wouldn't be talking about this if Sadie Robertson didn't, uh, Sadie Huff, I should really say, uh, didn't go to the Bible to justify her decision and did so rather poorly. So we're going to discuss this, but I do want to be up front. We're not talking about a gospel issue. We're not necessarily talking about a sin issue either we are talking about an obedience issue i think we're also talking about a you know application of the text issue but i do want to make it clear that i do think you know sadie huff should not be a preacher i don't think she's particularly good at it but she shouldn't be one because that's not biblical and I do think she's being groomed to be a false teacher particularly by louis giglio who I would say is a false teacher. So I, I'm, I'm concerned about the path that she's on because I do see the corrupting influence of Christian celebrity upon her. And uh, it, it's concerning to me. And I think this type of story kind of exemplifies that the trajectory hasn't changed or hasn't changed for the better. So we're going to talk about this. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry you can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join that's linked in the description below uh but the least you can do is like this video subscribe to the channel if you are new or the podcast if you're a listener so anyway uh let's uh dive into the article um so she cites mark 2 as her justification and i think that's a bad uh, justification for it. Uh, I've not yet said she's a false teacher. I just want to reiterate that again, but I do think the trajectory is very bad. She's 26 years old, so we got some time to wait, uh, and we can exercise some grace in the time being and defer on the you know brighter side. But I do see that the trajectory is bad. Um, so this is the Instagram post that generated a lot of controversy. Um, she says, quote, we had the most incredibly magical week with these two girls. They won't remember this, this trip, but it was absolutely unforgettable to us. We have been laughing through. Uh, we have been laughing through because, though, because all of Honey's favorite parts were the least expensive things. Ha ha! We spent about forty-five minutes in the baby center because she loved the pads that you could sit on and watch a movie, and. The $30 aerial bubble machine was everything. Ha ha. I also asked her who her favorite princess was. 
that she met and she said her favorite princess was herself. Lol. I love it. All this to say you can make anywhere magical. I'm beginning to think quality time is where all the magic really is really at. So she uh, posted that on September 15 and controversy ensued. And I think predictably so. I mean, she acts like this is a surprise, but it's kind of a predictable controversy. And I don't think she should really play the victim about it. So, uh, she uh, also implies that she calls the shots in her family. So let's actually watch this first clip that I want to show you. Well, we did. We had the best time ever. But then I posted about um, it and I just said, you know, this quality time has been amazing. It was us in front of the castle. And oh, my gosh. Ooh, talk about getting unfollowed for something completely different. Now I'm yeah. getting unfollowed because I'm too woke. I've gone crazy. People literally said, you're not even a Christian. How could you be a Christian leader? How could you call yourself a Christian? How could you bring your family to such a horrible place? And then people said, I have to unfollow. I have to unfollow. I have to unfollow. I saw all these people that they have to unfollow me mm -hmm. because I chose to bring my family to Disney World, which is so crazy that I would do that. And it's so woke and I'm no longer a Christian. So it's worth pointing out that her mentor, Louis Giglio, is woke. I mean, he's hosted a struggle session or two. He was at the, I believe he was at the event where uh, Dan, uh, Kathy shined Lecrae's shoes. I think that was him was the other guy at the, that event. But he, he's gone woke before. So her mentor's woke. So she doesn't really have the best credibility on this particular issue. So at the beginning of the week, I'm unfollowed for being too Christian. And at the end of the week, I'm unfollowed for being too woke. And I just was like, you know, there is just something in this that we need to talk about. Because yeah. this cancel culture is honestly just so extreme. And what's really sad to me is people were going on my comments who, like, aren't necessarily Christians. And they mm -hmm. were, like, commenting, like, this is crazy. Like, these comments are crazy. Like, mm -hmm. why can't she just have a sweet time with her family? Like, they don't understand why you'd be so aggressive to yeah. say like you're not a christian you're terrible i have to unfollow you because you would dare go to disney world because disney's so corrupt um now again it's pretty understandable why christians would you know be upset that she is promoting a trip to disney world on her platform she has a massive platform on youtube it's 607,000 subs. That's huge. You do realize like super large churches don't have that many. Uh, and she also does something I can't stand, which is, you know, I, I'm taking heat from both sides. I'm just this reasonable person trying to live my life. Or usually it's I'm, I'm the reasonable centrist and I'm taking heat from both sides type of mentality. But kind of generally can't stand when people say that they're taking it from both sides. You know, I, I can't please everyone or whatever. Um, kind of comes across as egotistical. And I gathered that she kind of calls the shots in her family uh, when it comes to uh, uh, just family decisions. And I gathered that from this post. So let's go to her engaging with the text, which I think is actually the, the worst part, uh, one of the worst parts in this. Um, there's a story in Mark, and it's in chapter 2, and Jesus is hanging out with the sinners, and the Pharisees are not liking it. So I'm just going to read it because um, 
It's pretty cool. It's Mark 2, verse 13. It says, He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming after him, and he was teaching. And as he passed by, he saw Levi uh, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And so he rose and followed him. Then in verse 15 it says, And as he reclined at the table in his house, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to the disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. And I mean, that's just like, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. But I know. So I just wanted to pause right here because this is a teachable moment on like evangelical subculture because so many people have promoted the chosen. But this is a, a text in the Bible that the chosen directly contradicts and just, you know, wantonly contradicts. Uh, the description of Matthew being called is completely contradicted by the chosen. I just wanted to throw that out there. Like a lot of people, when they are doing something maybe they're not supposed to do or yeah. they're involved with sin, they're like, oh, well, Jesus, reclining at the table with sinners. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying like this is an excuse to go sin because yeah. Jesus didn't sin when he sat at the table with sinners. Like mm-hmm. Jesus did not um, become less holy when he set a table with sinners he was always holy but he yet he was still in the presence with sinners and the whole problem here um that the that the pharisees had was they were like you can't be holy and be around such unclean yeah. and because to them the pharisees literally means like to be set apart and so they were like set apart from anything that was unholy anything that was ungodly so in their mind like to be holy is to be set apart from all things that are unholy mm-hmm. and so here jesus is and he's sitting with such unholy people in an unholy place and they're like you can't be holy if you're there how could you be with them how could you recline at the table with them and then say that you know you're god but the thing that jesus you know preached and lived is like he is holy right and he is always holy no matter where he is so whether he's in the temple or reclining at the table with sinners he is holy not because of where he is but because of who he is yeah and that's, that's that's for us too. Like I'm not holy because of where I am. I'm holy because of who Christ is in me. I can't obtain holiness without the holiness of God being in my heart, which actually is a song from Ella Worship. Mm -hmm. You're holy in the heavens, be holy in my heart. We sang that all, like we sang that the whole conference. And then I go to- Uh, She's referencing a conference that she recently threw. I think it's a woman's conference, but who knows? There might be guys there as well. Um, Disney World. Well, does that mean I'm less holy because I'm in a place like Disney World? No, because my holiness isn't defined by where I'm at. It's defined by who is in me. And so I'm not all of a sudden, um, because this is what people say on Instagram, oh, if I'm in Disney World, that means I stand for everything Disney stands for. Mm -hmm. That means that I agree with everything that Disney says. That means, no, did Jesus do everything that the sinners did at the table? No. Did he agree with the way that they lived? No. He was reclining with them, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. living like them. He didn't agree with them. He was perfectly in truth, perfectly in holiness, perfectly being God. And so for me, like as a Christian, as that, as my model, if I go to a place that might have sinners around, that doesn't mean I all of a sudden become a sinner. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I all of a sudden become and take on everything that that, that place stands for. That, 
that doesn't change who I am and what's inside of me. And I think that sometimes like it's true for the other way around too, just because you're in church and just because you're in a holy place doesn't mean you're holy. You know, you could be looking holy, appearing holy, being around holy people, being around the best of the best. But yet if Mm -hmm. your heart is not pure, if your heart is not clean, if you you are actually a sinner living in unrighteousness, living in then then you're not holy because you're in a church (laughs) because you're in a holy place. Yeah, Just like you're not, unholy because you're in an unholy place right it's not about where you're at it's about who's in you yeah so i i just don't think that's a good argument there's a lot of non sequitur uh fallacy going on there in how she applies that to herself i mean i think the argument uh falls apart pretty well so uh she she read the text um i have the uh, text on in the nas of 95 on the article that i wrote that goes along with this video um, Huff applies this passage about Jesus di- dining with, disi- with a disciple to herself paying to vacation at Disney World. I'm holy because of who Christ is in me, says Huff, commenting on her vacation. Yet if, cri- yet if a Christian found himself in a strip club, this logic would hardly be replicated. And yet, yes, that's more arguably a sin issue but uh, than going to Disney World. But the fact is, Sadie Sadie Huff, I really shouldn't say, you know, I I don't like when women keep their, you know, maiden name while they're married as like a middle name uh, in public. I'm not a huge fan of that in general. So Sadie Huff fancies herself a Christian leader and cannot see how handing money to uh, handing money that she's earned from Big Eva to Disney is a problem. That's the issue here. It's not that she's hanging out with sinners because that's not really what she's doing. Not really hanging out with people when you're on vacation. You're going somewhere. You're paying people for hospitality because it's a hospitality industry. And we're going to get into how Disney makes money in a minute, but she's equating Jesus receiving the hospitality of people versus, you know, that are doing this out of the charity and out of their devotion to him. Like Matthew is, you know, hosting Jesus because he likes Jesus. He wants to follow Jesus. He's been called by Jesus. So he's hosting Jesus. This is different. This is not the same situation um, as you paying to go to Disney world to have a vacation. And this type of exegesis gets actually pretty worse in this next clip in the way she thinks about herself going to Disney World. Being here is not for the righteous, it's for the sinners. Like, I'm coming here for the sinners. And I think that sometimes, like, we say, oh, well, this place is too corrupt, this place is too bad, like, no Christian go there, no Christian do that. And then it's like, well, then it's just dark, you know? And it's actually really cool, like, whenever I went to Disney, um, World this week, like, we had no bad experience, like, we didn't see anything inappropriate that doesn't mean it's not going on behind the scenes i'm not saying it's not corrupt but i'm just saying i the guide that i had was just so awesome and she was like did you just have like a baptism event i saw and she told me about her son getting baptized and we had this like awesome talk and i'm like how cool is it that like you work at disney you know that like you are like baptizing your kids love the lord like and Mm -hmm. you work here yeah because 
we need people like you who work here who who are a light and who do love the Lord and who are bringing goodness in. So if we all were like, we're out, Jesus is like, Hey, that's not why we're here. Like a physician, uh, those who are well have no need of a physician, but it's those who are sick, you know? And I I think about that, like, um, so the, the idea that Disney world needs people like her to patronize their business that is such a fallacy. Like, I agree with the worker. You know, Christians should infiltrate um, and be a light in dark places. That doesn't mean you pay Disney parks and give them your money. Like, that's not the light that they need. That's not wise. And we're going to talk about wisdom. So it's good that there's a Christian worker there. It's not necessarily good that there are Christians, professing Christians, paying Disney to, you know, continue their debauchery. That's the issue here. So, I I do want to talk about 1 Corinthians 10. So, Sadie and her uh, mother, Corey Robertson, so let's actually go ahead to the next clip because that'll come in handy in the next clip. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're going to be telling me not to go to Disney World. Please tell me you're not typing this on your iPhone. Because if you're typing on your iPhone, then you have now bought something with a company that you totally disagree with as well. You're not wearing Nike shoes. You're not watching Netflix. You're not buying things off Amazon. You're not. I mean, because if you're going down that road, you got to go down the road. All the way. Which is fine if that's what you feel convicted to do. Mm -hmm. And that to you, it's like I cannot associate with or give money to anything that I completely disagree mm-hmm. with. And and to you, like, that's yeah. what you, that's mm-hmm. your conscious. And that's great. Like yeah. obey the Holy Spirit's conviction in your life to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But if it's not somebody else's, then don't judge them to say like, oh, it's so terrible mm-hmm. because it's not like written in red letters, like do not give money to, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, Disney World. You right, know, it's yeah. not like mm-hmm. we're sinning yeah. to go and experience a time with our family. Right. And mm-hmm. this is more one of those that you have to you have to judge you have to, you know, obey what you feel and what you feel convicted by. Mm-hmm. And there are some things like we talked about Target, you know, recently had the big thing where a lot of people didn't go. And we also didn't go for a little while because we did feel right about making a stand for something that we felt went too far um, from the boundary of what we felt like was okay. You know, when there is satanic stuff going on and then artists and all that kind of stuff, it was like, okay, that's too far. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to make a stand. We're not going to support that or put our money to that right now because we, we want to say that was too far, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then, you know, months later, what I thought was kind of crazy is Christian, I had a new book coming out. How- now, 
just to comment on the Target boycott, because you've rarely, if ever, heard me ever comment on that, whether on social media, in person, or on video here. Uh, and the reason for that, maybe like one or two articles has been written on Evangelical T Dark Web Total, and it wasn't me who wrote, wrote them. Because uh, my brother's written a lot of articles about boycott movements, and he talked about the Target boycott not working. Like, because it really hasn't worked any of the times that, you know, Christians and conservatives have tried boycotting Target. It hasn't really worked. Um, Target is a, you know, is also a women's company, so I don't really have much to say on uh, shopping at Target because I never do. Uh, can't really boycott something you never really partake in. Uh, but Disney is, I, I think, a much different animal because I think a boycott of Disney, a targeted boycott of Disney, would cripple the company because they're not in a good place right now. We'll talk about that in a second. How to Put Love First. It's coming out in October and Target picked up our book, which I thought that's pretty amazing. crazy that's and amazing awesome. because mm -hmm. I know they don't agree with what's in this book. Mm -hmm. When I tell you it is like scripture, when you read the book, it is mm -hmm. straight scripture. It is straight like, I mean, no hiding it. It's about the love of God mm -hmm. um, and Target's carrying our book. So I mm -hmm. thought, you know, well, they don't agree with everything I'm putting out, but they're supporting it. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, partnering with it, which is awesome, yeah. you know? And so what a gift that yeah. we can be a light in that dark place. And well, so and that's what I think a lot about like things like when we did the television show with Hollywood, you know, people are like, oh, you're doing something with Hollywood. It's corrupt or whatever, or are things in the government or whatever. Yes. Like this world is, is corrupt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like this yeah. world is fallen. Like every single piece of everything, single thing that you interact with in this world, there's going to be levels of corruption and deceit yeah. and that was a little longer than I wanted to go, but that does set up the uh, next portion that I'm going to read. Although I, I do got to mention, like, is is potentially the reason that she her book was picked up by Target is because it's completely non-threatening to the narrative, to the regime, to the zeitgeist? Is that potentially the reason why her book was picked up? Like, is this uh, book getting picked up by Target? Boniface Option by Andrew Eisker. This is just a book that's like literally right next to me. I finished uh, reading it recently, so I'll have a review on that uh, shortly. And hopefully I can land an interview with Andrew Eisker on it. I will not be doing a video review. So you have to sign up for that newsletter so you don't miss it. So anyway... Uh, I, I just got to ask, is that the reason why her book was picked up by Target? And, you know, what's more of a baller move than saying, uh, cool that you're picking up my book. I'm still going to support the boycott against you. You know, that's, that, that'd be a baller move. Uh, so I want to circle back to my article because I had another Bible text that I want to bring up. And that's 1 Corinthians 10. So Sadie Huff and her mother, Corey Robertson, discuss Christian liberty to justify the argument that an expensive vacation at Disney World is not a sin. While it's difficult to compel the conscience that it is a sin to not participate in a Disney Parks uh, boycott, there, there is a text that I want to show here. Um, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, verses 20 through 23 through 30, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. Eat anything that is sold in the meat market without asking question for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's 
and all it contains. If one of the unbelievers invites you and you want to go, eat anything that is set before you without asking questions for conscience sake. But if anyone says to you, this meat is sacrificed to idols, do not eat it. For the sake of the one who informed you and for conscience sake, I mean not to your own conscience, but the other man's, for why is my freedom judged by another's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I slandered concerning that for which I give thanks? So I, I kind of thought of this verse. I am reading First uh, Corinthians these days. So I thought of that verse uh, because there is some, this is, uh, I believe, in the same section where Paul says, you know, I can be all things for all people. So this text I, I thought of because, again, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. I think that is a clear uh, text that applies to this situation at hand. Is it lawful, lawful for her to go to Disney World? Sure. I don't see how it's, you know, against God's law. But is it profitable? Is it edifying to her witness as a Christian? Is it edifying to... Uh, her own family, perhaps. Is it edifying to the larger body of Christ for her to post a vacation to Disney World on her Instagram? And I don't think the answer is yes. I think this is a wisdom issue. And I wanted to provide the fuller context because, hey, if someone invites you to Disney World, if, if an unbeliever invites you to Disney World, by all means, go. Uh, but, you know, if they want to have a drag show at Disney World, you got to pass that you got to pass on that if they invite you to disney world by all means go but if they're doing a drag event at disney world i don't know if they do that there or not um that's where you got to say uh, i'm not going to participate in that like I, I think there's a modern way to apply that text in your own life because again that text is written for a specific context but the principles of that text have a broader application so it's not really profitable to pay Disney to give them profits so that they can continue uh, shoving degeneracy in our culture is ultimately the argument that we're about to be making here. So if a Christian is invited to Disney World, again, by all means, go. But how is it profitable for a Christian influencer to tout vacationing, uh, handing substantial money to a company that openly opposes Christianity. How is this strategic? Because the conversation we're having here isn't a gospel conversation. It's not a sin conversation. It is a strategic conversation. It is a conversation about wisdom. This, So this is a wisdom issue. So Evangelical Dark Web has noted in the past that the most effective way to boycott Disney is to exclusively target the parks. Disney is currently losing money at the box office. They are not making money at the box office, despite the fact that they, I believe, were one. I think they are being surpassed by Universal, I think. But they are, you know, they're, they're the top distributor at, at the box office or top uh, studio at the box office. And that's going to come to an end real quick because they are losing money on what they produce because they didn't produce Avatar 2. They didn't fund that movie. So they're losing money on a lot. Like even a Pixar movie isn't making a whole lot of bank for them. And that those used to be cash cows. So 
um, and they've never made money on streaming. So what's the point in boycotting Disney Plus? They're not making money on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus and then don't watch any of their stupid Star Wars shows that are all retcons of the original, you know, trilogy and the sequel trilogy, they all retcon that. So if you're not watching that, then doesn't matter. They're paying money for something you're not watching. They're not they're still losing money anyway because the original content isn't what's driving um isn't making them money so again they're not making money on streaming um and as cord cutting continues espn will become more of a vanity project than the cash cow it once was because you got to think about you know espn used to be a portion of everybody's cable bill whether they watched sports or not everyone was paying espn everyone was paying espn money uh, whether they watch sports or not, because that's how cable bills worked. Um, they were the one of the most popular cable channels. So they made it bank and they leveraged that for decades. They were able to leverage that. But all good things come to an end and ESPN is very bloated in its expenses. The way they pay all these sports personalities, ex-athletes, a whole lot of money to become analysts. Um, because it, it's a, it's become more of a vanity project and they overpaid the NBA on that, on, on the television contract for the regular season. So, um, and other contracts. So they overpaid the NBA and among other things. So not good management over at ESPN, uh, and cord cutting is going to make that harder to make money. So yet the parks are how the average person can most hurt disney by refusing to go and spend thousands of dollars this is such a tough ask uh for all you people out in the audience so sadie huff and Corey robertson frame the issue as whether or not to retreat from the culture which is disingenuous to the debate over supporting disney parks with a substantial amount of money like these are not cheap vacations you can vacation somewhere else you can spend comparable money somewhere else and probably get a better value. Like you don't, you know, have to stay at Galaxy's Edge or whatever. Uh, and they already took away Splash Mountain. I've never been to Disneyland or Disney World, so I don't know what's at either. Uh, engaging the world rather than retreating from it would be to encourage a public boycott of Disney parks. This strategic move would cripple a company now bent on preying upon children and furthering the liberal advance in society. Uh, Huff's braggadocious Instagram post flies in the face of this conventional wisdom and strategic necessity. So again, biggest way to hurt Disney is to go after the parks. That is where they make the most money. That is also where they have very high operation operating expenses. So the it's super expensive because the expenses are high. Now, as soon as that flips, as soon as people stop going to the parks, they are eating cash. They aren't making money at the box office. Uh, and remember everything at the box office has to get split and they have to pay a lot for marketing. They aren't going to make as much money on streaming. I don't need, they are not making any money on streaming. And then even cable is not the cash cow it once was. I think ESPN actually loses money last I checked. So it's bad news, Disney. Their stock is below what I once bought it for. I sold it. I got, I got my money and cashed out. 
but I, I bought Disney stock in 2020 around co- the COVID dip. I correctly got the COVID dip correctly and made some cash on the stock market. And Disney was one of the stocks that I bought at that time. Thank God I sold it uh, before it got to where it is now. So everyone knows that Disney's in trouble. And the biggest way to hurt them is the parks. So let's talk about the messaging naivete. This is the last clip that I wanted to share. Uh, We don't have to carry on that tradition for our Mm -hmm. kids, you know, but for us right now, we don't really feel that way. I mean, we're putting on Frozen and uh, Tangled and Mm -hmm. Moana and these things that Honey loves. And we're actually getting spiritual things out of them and able to share with Honey just things that we see God and even the Little Mermaid, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, we don't feel that way right now, but maybe we will later. You know, maybe if we keep going down this road and things start to change and movies are putting out completely false messages that I do not want Honey to see, we're not going to let her watch that. Like Mm -hmm. we're drawing the line course you know and so i think that there's healthy there's some health in having the conversation of what is too far and what has changed and how do we be in the world and not of the world you know how how do we do this in a right way Mm -hmm. that there's the difference in that and then saying you're not a christian i had to unfollow i'm so disappointed you agree with everything i can't believe you stand with disney so you support this and this and this and this no you know like no and i think that i just love going back to to the this story about jesus going to the sinner's house like the pharisees thought because you were physically in a place of unholiness you were unholy but jesus is saying no i am holy no matter where i am and i just love that thought of like god you're in me your holiness is in me so i can step into these places and be that light of the world Mm -hmm. that um you've called me to be and i think also like to the point of Disney and what they're putting out, like if they put out movies that I have heard have false messaging or messaging that's against the gospel, of course, like I do not support that. I do not pay money to the theater to see that. I do not watch that at my house. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not supporting all things that Disney put out because yeah. we went to Disney World. There are definitely things that I think are too far that I will not let my kids watch. But if I have watched the movie and mm-hmm. like Frozen and it's a beautiful movie about sisterhood and I literally get to tell Honey that uh, Haven is the Elsa to her, mm-hmm. the Anna to her Elsa and she loves that, like that's different, you know? And so I think there is something too, like we get to make decisions for our life. And um, just because we do one thing doesn't mean we're all in. And I think some people like that's even self-control to say, I'm going to have like, I'm going to watch this, but we're not going to watch this. You know, we're going to be part of this, but that doesn't mean we have to accept all of it. And for some reason it's like. All right. So that's the final clip. So she's like, okay, we can support, you know, or we can choose not to support specific projects of Disney but again, Disney isn't making money on those projects anyway. Uh, biggest way to hurt them is the parks. So let's talk about the messaging naivete. So that's the last clip I wanted to show. So Sadie Huff does state that her position is fluid, like subject to change upon the conditions and needs of her family. She says that she will not pay to see Disney movies with bad messaging. Ironically, she follows this up with telling the audience how much her daughters like Frozen, a Disney princess movie about a queen who inflicts a natural disaster on her people, nearly murders her sister, and faces no accountability in the end because she's a girl boss, and the world was wrong for forcing her to conceal her emotions. I I cannot help but note the irony. I I just wanted to note the irony, like, 
she wants to talk about me- message, you know, not watching movies with bad messaging and then follows it up with Frozen, which arguably has the worst messaging of any Disney princess movie. Because like I said, it is a girl boss movie and it's not even well written. Now, the thing about Frozen is you can have bad writing and then you have very charming songs compelling musical numbers that make people overlook the bad writing of you know trick villains because Elsa's the villain of the entire movie until they do a little switcheroo which was not foreshadowed so that's objectively bad writing but the songs were compelling like loving is an open door that very compelling musical numbers to mask an otherwise poorly written script that they spent 70 years working on and when you take out the very compelling music numbers, you get Frozen 2, which was a very bad movie. That is a turd. The music numbers suck. The messaging is just as bad as Frozen 1, but doesn't have the compelling music numbers. And then, uh, so moving on, I cannot help but note the irony. I personally believe, so this is my view on this type of issue. I personally believe so long as watching is not passive participation in a sin, so watching RuPaul's Drag Race, for instance, I would consider passive participation in a sin. Watch, so watching Frozen is not a sin, even though the messaging is bad, but you're not passively participating in a sin by watching it. Watching things with bad messaging and then discussing this with children, teens, is probably the best path rather than trying to find the gospel in Moana, as Huff believes, or avoiding it altogether, as other people believe. Like, I don't think you have to, you know, not watch or read Harry Potter books. Like, I don't believe in that at all. You can read books. You can confront the ideas that are in the books. I I believe that's a much more uh, better thing to do than to avoid uh, the issue or to try to find the gospel in Moana, which is a movie about a pagan demigod coming down and you know needing to be rescued by moana so uh conclusion so one of the things i wanted to note was that the most popular some of the most popular comments let's see i had to reload this here don't actually believe uh don't actually agree with her so uh but no one's trying to cancel her Uh, the most popular comments like i haven't commented on your post before i have posted uh on one other reality uh, personalities blog when she mentioned that she went to Disney and acted like everyone was crazy in their response. Here's my opinion of it. Here is a company that is anti-Christian and puts out material that promotes anti-Christian lifestyles by supporting them financially. You are enabling them to continue to do this. Indeed, Jesus ate with sinners, but he did not fund their corruption. And see, the average person can see the de- the actual delineation that that's taking place here. Uh, we have. I had Disney yearly passes for many years, but severed all contact once they demonstrated their stance on on things that contradict my faith. Simple as that. Uh, That had uh, triple digit likes, triple digit likes on the first comment. Uh, We have lots of friends who are solid believers who are Disney fans, and I personally don't understand it. I don't say that they aren't Christians because salvation is not based on works. It is based on faith. We are saved. The Bible does not say that where we spend all our money reflects what we value. Given the Disney, giving Disney our money is condoning what they are pushing onto our children and how they are targeting with evil agenda. 
It hasn't always been this way, but we need to stand up against these evil agendas to indoctrinate our kids. So these are her own comment section, which those are some of the most comment, uh, popular comments, which isn't always representative because a lot of times the most popular comments can be those who disagree. Um, but all things considered, the uh, dislike count on her video exceedingly low, uh, seven, a grand total of seven dislikes to 2,000 likes. So even the people that disagree with her aren't canceling her. So I think she's totally exaggerating the phenomenon because, you know, drama's good. Uh, so here's my concluding thoughts. Uh, the most popular comments on her video on this disagree with her, although the discount like is uh, dislike count is low. It is not as though people are actually canceling Huff as she makes it seem. It is, however, further demonstration that she is not a good influence for young women. She doesn't handle the text particularly well and is still a quasi-female pastor who is the protege of a false teacher, Louis Giglio. Um, Sadie Robertson Huff tries to draw a delineation between supporting Disney parks and supporting Disney's morals, but patronizing Disney parks is the financially most direct way to support Disney values. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, if you like this kind of content, subscribe to the channel. If you are new, if you don't have a blessed day, don't forget to drop the like on your way out and subscribe. If you're new, have a blessed day. We'll catch you on the next one.